Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 31st of March. Following the sharpest single-day spike in India, the total number of coronavirus cases has climbed to 1,360 after over 30 fresh cases were recorded on Tuesday. The total death toll due to COVID-19, meanwhile, has climbed to 40. The government has identified 10 hotspots where unusual transmission of the coronavirus has been detected. Of these, two, that is Dilshad Garden and Nizamuddin, are in Delhi, while the others are Noida, Meerut, Bilwara, Ahmedabad, Kasaragor, Patanam Titta, Mumbai and Pune. Even as states reported a spike in numbers, the Union Health Ministry took a cautious approach and maintained that the country was in local transmission stage and that there is no community transmission. In a press conference, Health Ministry's Joint Secretary Lav Agarwal reasoned, saying it took 12 days for cases to rise from 100 to 1,000 in our country, whereas seven other developed nations, having lesser population than ours, have seen way more increases. Over 6 lakh migrants have been accommodated in 61,000 relief camps, the health ministry has said in a press briefing. Responding to a question over a video on social media showing a group of migrant workers allegedly being sprayed with a chlorine solution by the Bareilly Municipal Corporation personnel, Lava Garwal said that the district magistrate has clarified that it was some overzealous employees who did something that was not required. Speaking at the same press conference, Dr. Ganga Khedkar from the Indian Council of Medical Research said that 38,442 tests have been conducted till now, out of which 3,501 were done on Sunday. He said 47 private laboratories have been given approval for conducting COVID-19 tests and in the last three days, 1,334 tests have been done by private labs. The Supreme Court has asked the centre to set up a portal within 24 hours for the dissemination of real-time information on the coronavirus pandemic to counter the panic that is being spread through fake news. The top court, which observed that the panic will destroy more lives than the virus, asked the centre to get trained counsellors and community leaders of all faiths to calm down the migrants who are kept in shelter homes across the country. It has also asked the centre to ensure that migration is stopped and to take care of food, shelter, nourishment and medical needs of people and to also follow up cases of the virus. The Chief Justice of India has also directed the government to let volunteers manage the shelters instead of police as there should be no use of force or intimidation. Trade and investment ministers of the G20 group have agreed to ensure fair trade and continued flow of vital medicines as well as other essential goods to tackle the pandemic. The ministers agreed to support the availability and accessibility of essential medical supplies at affordable prices on an equitable basis where they are most needed and will guard against profiteering and unjustified price increases. Infosys Foundation, the philanthropic arm of Infosys, on Monday committed 100 crore rupees to support efforts towards fighting COVID-19 in India. The foundation has contributed half of this commitment to the Prime Minister Cares Fund. 24 people in Delhi have tested positive for coronavirus, out of which 18 were infected after they attended a gathering at a mosque in Delhi's Nizamuddin West during mid-March. The event is also being linked to cases in Andhra Pradesh, Tamil Nadu, Andaman Islands, Kashmir and Uttar Pradesh, as well as six deaths in Telangana. Parts of Southeast Nizamuddin West in Delhi have been put under strict lockdown and the Delhi government in a statement said it plans to lodge an FIR against the Maulana of the mosque. 
The total number of confirmed cases in Delhi now stands at 97. So far, the highest number of COVID-19 cases have been reported from Kerala with 234 cases, followed by Maharashtra at 230, out of which 10 fresh cases were reported today. The cases in Karnataka have gone up to 91. It has increased to 96 in Uttar Pradesh. The number of cases has risen to 77 in Telangana, 70 in Gujarat, 67 in Tamil Nadu, while the number of cases in Rajasthan has climbed to 79. It has risen to 49 in Jammu and Kashmir. Madhya Pradesh has recorded 47 positive patients. Punjab has 41 cases, while 36 have been detected from Haryana. There are 22 patients in West Bengal, 15 in Bihar and 13 in Ladakh. 10 cases have been reported from the Andaman and Nicobar Islands. 17 new coronavirus cases were also detected in Andhra Pradesh since Monday night, taking the total number of infections to 40. Amid the lockdown, the Kerala government has decided to issue special passes to those who have withdrawal symptoms to purchase liquor from the excise department. A government order to supply them alcohol if they have a medical prescription was issued last night despite objections from doctors' associations. Meghalaya government too has allowed home delivery of liquor to those who need it on health grounds. Kerala Chief Minister Pinarayi Vijayan also convened a high-level meeting today to review the preparations against COVID-19 and directed the police to tighten surveillance across the state and take firm action against those who are crowding public spaces. The Kerala government also probed ways to introduce rapid testing for COVID-19 and Health Department has been directed to procure testing kits from authorised dealers shortlisted by the ICMR. People under home quarantine in Karnataka have been directed to send selfies to the government every hour. Medical Education Minister D.K. Sudhakar warned, saying anyone who failed to comply will be liable to be shifted to quarantine centres made by the government. Dear listeners, these are testing times for the entire world. Rich or poor, the virus spares no one. If all of us take maximum precaution and spread awareness, especially among people who you know do not have access to credible information, people like domestic helps, drivers and other workers, please make an effort to keep them informed. A lot of people are still demanding their house helps to come to work, threatening them with wage cuts. If you know anyone who is doing such things, do confront them. It is important to understand that basic precautions like social distancing and access to water and soap is in fact a privilege. Do read Ayush's report titled Broke and Desperate in Lal Kuan. Meet the migrant workers heading home. Basant too has filed a report titled What is India doing to keep its prisoners safe from coronavirus? You might also want to read Hamida's article titled We're Flying Blind. Indian experts predict how the coronavirus pandemic will pan out. While some complain that the country isn't testing enough to get an accurate projection, others argue that we are already flattening the curve. We also have a bunch of other articles on the pandemic. Do check them out to stay more informed. Also, we at News Laundry are working very hard to keep you updated with all you need to know. If you think we are doing a good job, please do consider subscribing. News Laundry is a 100% ad-free news platform. We solely depend on our readers, listeners and viewers to keep us afloat. Because when the advertiser pays, the advertiser is served. But when the public pays, the public is served. Now for some global updates on the pandemic. The novel coronavirus has infected more than 787,000 people and killed over 37,000 worldwide, according to a count by Johns Hopkins University. 
the United States has the most number of cases globally at over 1,60,700. More than 3,000 people have died in the US with over 1,200 deaths in New York State alone. Hawaii and Wyoming are the only states not to have reported death from coronavirus. Spain has recorded a record new single-day coronavirus death toll after 849 people died from the virus between Monday and Tuesday. The country's total number of cases now stands at 94,470, and its death toll stands at 8,189. Italian cities and towns throughout the country will lower their flags and hold a minute's silence on Tuesday to commemorate the victims of coronavirus. Italy's government says it will extend its nationwide lockdown till at least April 12th. 11,591 people in Italy have died from the coronavirus, the highest death toll in any country. The UK government is facing renewed calls to speed up testing of patients and healthcare workers as the outbreak spreads. Ministers and officials were challenged on Monday to explain why they said 10,000 tests were being carried out every day, but only 7,000 people have received them. According to an official figure released on Monday, more than 22,141 people in the UK had tested positive for coronavirus, with 1,408 having died. A week ago, a national shutdown was ordered by the Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who himself has contracted the illness and is in isolation. Iran has recorded 3,111 new coronavirus cases over the past 24 hours, bringing the total number of cases in the country to 44,606. Dubai enforced the United Arab Emirates' first full lockdown on a district housing the Emirates' famous gold and spice markets on Tuesday. China has reported a rise in coronavirus cases, reversing four days of declines due to an uptick in infections involving travellers arriving from overseas. China had 48 new cases yesterday. Also, China will for the first time include asymptomatic coronavirus cases in its nationwide count after experts criticized the government for leaving infections out of its official tally. Starting from April 1st, individuals who tested positive for COVID-19 but did not display symptoms would be announced daily. Moderna Therapeutics, a biotech company based in Cambridge, has shipped the first batches of its COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine was created just 42 days after the genetic sequence of the COVID-19 virus called SARS-CoV-2 was released by Chinese researchers in mid-January. The first vials were sent to the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, part of the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland, which will ready the vaccine for human testing as early as April. A new World Bank report has warned that the spread of COVID-19 could bring recession to countries in East Asia and Pacific and push 11 million people into poverty. Moving on to some non-coronavirus news. According to a report by the NGO Tear Fund, four global drinks giants, Coca-Cola, PepsiCo, Nestle and Unilever, are responsible for more than half a million tons of plastic pollution in six developing countries each year. The plastic waste generated is enough to cover 83 football pitches every day. Tearfund analyzed the plastic put on the market in China, India, the Philippines, Brazil, Mexico and Nigeria by the four companies. The NGO estimated the burning of plastic packaging put on in the market by the companies creates 4.6 million tons of carbon dioxide, equivalent to the emissions from 2 million cars. 
The report says, and I quote, this massive plastic pollution footprint, while a crisis in and of itself, is contributing to the climate crisis, unquote. It adds that the climate change commitments of these four companies makes little or no mention of emissions from disposal of their products or packaging. The report says that these companies continue to sell billions of products in single-use bottles, sachets and packets in developing countries. Coca-Cola creates the biggest plastic pollution footprint in the six countries. The drinks giant creates 200,000 tons of plastic waste or about 8 billion bottles which is burned or dumped each year in the six countries. A well-known Pakistani journalist who fled the country after receiving death threats has gone missing in Sweden where he had been granted political asylum. Sajid Hussain, 39 years of age, went into self-imposed exile in 2012 after his reporting on forced disappearances and human rights abuses in the turbulent region of Balochistan had led to death threats. He had continued to run an online newspaper, the Balochistan Times, from abroad covering the same topics. Hussein was last seen at around 11am on 2nd of March in the Swedish city of Upasala where he was living. A day after he stopped answering calls, a friend told the police about his disappearance and he was officially registered as a missing person on 5th of March. Hussein's family have not accused anyone of involvement in his disappearance and are simply urging the Swedish police to give them an answer. Hussein is from a well-known political family in Balochistan which has long been a battleground between armed insurgents and the security forces. His uncle Ghulam Mohammed Baloch was killed in 2011 while heading a nationalist movement. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Do listen to the latest episode of Reporters Without Orders where Ayush and Basant talk to me in detail about their ground report on the drain in northeast Delhi where at least 12 dead bodies were discovered after the riots. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.